This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. I'm a fun guy. I'm actually awesome. Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we are sad hunks this week because uh-huh. uh, we're uh-huh. still reeling over the death of Bobby. But Chris, um, give me give me a little bit of idea on what your day, what your week has been like since last we spoke. Despite Bobby's uh, death, how, how have you despite been Despite Bobby's death, feeling like a little bit of a melancholy hunk, you know? Um is there's the ups and the downs but at the end of the day <laughs> that's the smashing uh, pumpkins album that never happened <laughs> melancholy yeah. and the infinite huntness <laughs> yeah yeah that's i think that's how i'm feeling melancholy and the infinite uh hunkness well we've uh we've got a really great show today because i actually kind of dig this episode um there's this is a really good episode i'm pretty I, psyched about this I, i'm i've been uh, we talked about this a little. It might be in the outtakes uh, where I I kind of jumped ahead a little bit and watched several episodes mm-hmm. in a row because um, Autumn went out of town and I really didn't have anything else to do. And I was like, well, I could play a video game or I could just sit here on my dead ass and look at my phone and watch more Supernatural. So let's of do course. that. Uh, so I watched like three episodes in a row and man, season seven. <laughs> I'm into season seven, Chris. Like, there's yeah, been- it's really it's really coming back on the upswing here. Uh, I think a lot of my problems with it were the poorly handled characterization i guess of sam and dean in in some of the earlier episodes like you know the whole um amy thing like dean going behind sam's back like a lot of that stuff as we've you know gone on and on about just didn't really feel right for the characters but now that they finally like they've got the plot moving forward we know what the leviathans are we know that the boys are trying to do something about it uh and things are finally rolling forward and now we're like actually getting some good content yeah, this these are all uh, like this the the lead up to Bobby's death, the things that are happening after it, and then um, s- some other things that are they're going to come to light. They're doing a really good job of just kind of uh, seeding some plot lines, which is one of has been one of my big complaints with Supernatural, with the with the specifically season seven is like a thing happens in an episode, and then the next episode the thing is dealt with, and then nobody ever and then nobody ever remembers right. that that thing happened. Uh, right. They seem to be, if not acknowledging that, then definitely seem to be kind of writing around that. I'm not sure what quite what the terminology I'm using is, but I'm 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 excited. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, before we get into the main episode, let's thank all of our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash yes. Monster of the Week, specifically Allison, who was our latest patron. So thank you very much, Allison. Thank if you. you're uh, if you're a patron and you want to go get some exclusive content, both of the comic book episodes are out. And uh, I haven't mentioned this on the cast, and I'm going to make a tweet about it probably at some point because I for, kind of forgot to. We uh, we commissioned some special music. So uh, my buddy Banshee Beats is a um, indie musician. He makes a lot of uh, what I would probably wrongly call chiptune. I think that people that make chiptune music consider chiptune a certain thing, but he, he makes like awesome music that's sounds like chiptune i'm sorry banshee beats if you're listening to this i'm getting all this wrong uh he's a really great guy but he did it like a really crazy cover of carry on my weird son that we're using for the yeah, intro of it's that. really awesome it's fucking dope as hell so go go check those episodes out <laughs> and uh yeah thanks everybody who's left a, an itunes review recently that always uh really helps us and it makes us happy to see those so um 
We appreciate everybody who goes out of their way because iTunes does not make it easy to leave a review, but they don't. it means it's, a lot to us, so thank you. It's such a pain in the ass, um, and I, I appreciate every single one of you that have con- con- has gone through that work, that effort. Chris, catch us up on our hunks, please. Okay, so, well, guys, um, the boys are onto the Leviathans, and uh, the Leviathans know that the boys are onto them, and now they're trying to take them out. Uh, first one to go is Bobby. Uh, we just lost who the person who's kind of been the the rock for sam and dean and in, in a way the show for a long time now like if we see supernatural through the eyes of sam and dean everybody else around them is what kind of anchors them to to the world or anchors the viewer to the world right or i i don't know but bobby's been a mainstay for a long time and he's gone now and it feels super weird it doesn't necessarily feel unearned you know it's not like they just like randomly and savagely killed off a character for no reason um but uh, yeah, it sucks, and that's where we're at now. The boys have to try and take the uh, the numbers, the last piece of information that Bobby was able to give them on his deathbed, and try to figure out what exactly he meant by them. Yep, and that's going to be where we're at uh, when we start "Adventures in Babysitting," written by Adam Glass and directed by Jano Swark. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right, Jano. This aired on January 6, twenty twelve. Uh, still reeling after what happened to Bobby, Dean becomes dangerously obsessed over finding a way to take down Dick Roman. Meanwhile, Sam decides to help a teenage girl look for her father, a hunter who has gone missing. Sam traces his last steps to a truck stop where the help turns out to be not so friendly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. The help. <laughs> the help, indeed. Uh, yeah, this is this is a surprisingly good episode. Like, I like the mm-hmm. monster here. There's a couple of twists and turns throughout this episode that I dig. Uh, and we this 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 girl who Sam decides to help is uh, a surprisingly competent child actress. So I'm I'm yeah, happy that yeah. w- that we have that we have her here. This all goes really well, and we get a rockin' new road so far. Yeah, dude, we have a uh, kind of a mid-season montage. It's 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 weird because they they only took a break for like three or four weeks, but I guess they decided to. I can definitely see how this would jazz people up for the return of Supernatural. Though, like yeah. I see why they started doing this. I th- think it's probably a good idea. And I um, think where it's not like season six where we didn't know what the plot was because it changed like every two episodes. Uh, here, it's just like let's catch you up on on everything that's happened. Uh, cause it's been a few weeks, you know, even if it had only been three or whatever. Uh, and it just, it's reminding us of everything that's been going on with, you know, with Sam, with Dean, with Bobby, with the Leviathans, with Castiel, even like they've reminded us of everything and then they're going to throw us right back into it. Uh, and it, uh, it kicks kind of, it kind of kicks a lot of ass. <laughs> it is very cool. I'm trying to remember the name of the song that, uh, we Yeah. I didn't actually know what song this was. I recognize the song. It's very, very much a, like a classic rock song, but, um, uh, riding the storm out by Ario Speedwagon. I recognize. Oh, right, of course. I I recognize that it was Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon like played down here recently, apparently somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if they were like on the the old person casino tour or something, but somebody yeah. was telling me that they they went to see Ario Speedwagon and I, like had to do a double take to be like, is it 1972? Like, what? Who's going to go <laughs> see Ario Speedwagon? Anyway, I like saying Ario Speedwagon a whole lot. Dean Winchester probably. Dean Winchester. You think Dean like likes to go to concerts? We never hear him talking about going to a live show. I don't know. I don't know. They, I think that's something they would reference in like a "Hey, let's go and do this thing." Uh, but we're, we're never going to see the boys do that. I feel like D- Dean would probably have some anxiety in that size of a crowd. 
uh, I think Dean probably has a, a fairly healthy case of agoraphobia at this point because yeah. so many yeah. people, so many monsters are just, just look like people. <laughs> like you can't trust them. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> In his life, every monster like has R. looked R. like a human. Like R. Kelly. Exactly right. Um, uh, so after our, our montage, we get our, our cold open and it looks like we have like a, a hunter at a truck stop and he's, uh, you know, he's sitting in the restaurant clearly like you know dust in all of his pockets just sort of biding his time and he he's looking out the window it looks like there's a sex worker out there but you know it doesn't seem like he's interested in you know in that he sees her lead away some guy and uh he, he sneaks out to follow yeah and he's uh like he was also having like this this kind of casual conversation with the waitress which is going to be important mm-hmm. in just a couple of minutes um as he's following the the sex worker out uh, they turn a corner and she disappears and then they do this like really cool shot did you notice this where they 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 have the camera way up like on a crane above the yeah yeah and looking down on the the two uh long truck beds where he's walking in between them i love it when supernatural kind of breaks out of that that kind of standard camera view mm-hmm. and it gives us something interesting to look at so nice they do some interesting camera angles uh later on too which is cool mm-hmm. I, I wish i had paid more attention to it uh but yeah and then he turns around and boom, there's the waitress that he was yep. just talking to in the restaurant and she bears her fangs. She's got some kind of weird, light, bluish uh, monster eyes. I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> she takes a big old chomp out of his neck. I, I didn't really know what she was. I was like, is that a vampire? She doesn't look like a vampire. Uh, but she she attacks him and takes him down. I like that all of the monsters, um, like it's, and I know, I, I know for the reason why, but it's just funny that it's so consistent. Like all of the monsters, when they, when they decide to reveal themselves, they do like, you hear that like slick contact sound, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. and then they're like pupils change yeah. or something. Like we could just do that on demand. Like that's just part of being a monster nowadays. It's like, you can just have normal yeah. pupils. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's, that's where we, uh, we kick back to Sam and Dean and we get a weird kind of, it just says week one and then it shows. Sam and Dean sitting in silence at the cabin. Uh, they're exchanging uh, meaningful glances, but only just as the other looks away. Uh, <laughs> this, I'm surprised they didn't play the sound of silence during this scene because it's yeah, like this slow yeah. creeping, like the camera is like just creeping closer to these guys as they're barely moving and just staring out empty beer cans on the table in front of them, just knocked over. Mm-hmm. They're shell shocked, right? Like they're just, they're yeah. just completely blown away that this foundational person in their life that, that, that Bobby singer is now gone. It seems um, like it's almost hitting them harder than when John died. Uh, that was a lot more explosive. This seems a lot quieter, but heavier in the same way. Uh, and then we're hit with week two. And it's just the boys drinking, the boys studying the numbers that Bobby left, trying to figure out what they could mean. Uh, and then it's week three, and they're uh, they're trying to track down Dick Roman. Um, Dean has a big wall with Dick all over it, and he's got his hunter wall, you know, the serial killer yarn wall. Um, but it's just Dick. It's, it's just, just covered, just covered Dick. in Dick. Yeah. Uh, Sam has found Bobby's address book and is now wondering to himself, like, oh, maybe we should like call Bobby's people. And I'm like, well, you haven't called mm-hmm. Bobby's people? Like, this is <laughs> this is a pretty like that's a pretty standard person thing to do. Like that that is person behavior, Dean Winchester. <laughs> as I, yeah. as I, but Dean is like immediately like, no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. 
Dean absolutely refused to refuses to do this. I was like, if you want to call people and tell them you can, I'm not. Why is that our job? And like, homie, like y'all were family. Like that's what family yeah. do. Like you got to call yeah. these people. You need to run something in the paper so people can know about right. it. Like right. this is, <laughs> you need to get a copy of the death certificate and give it to yeah. his next of kin so they can claim his burnt down house. Like just to, just to show where we're at with these boys. Uh, even Sam is drinking in this scene. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, if I haven't if I haven't dogged on Dean for drinking, it's because they drink a lot during these next next, yeah. next during this episode. I should but, say. Um, yeah, Dean uh, Dean just wants to work on the case. He only wants to talk about the case. He doesn't want to call anybody about Bobby. Uh, but it's just then that Bobby's phone rings, uh, and it's a, a young girl asking for Bobby. Um, and she uh, S- Sam picks up the phone, and as soon as she realizes like that she's not talking to Bobby, she hangs up on Sam. And uh, meanwhile, it looks like Dean has just picked up uh, Bobby's flask, and it's just like, "Hey, we're gonna do more drinking here." <laughs> yep, found a flask in it. Let me found a flask. Let me drink what's in it. Uh, but Sam wants to go find this girl. He wants to go figure out, like, "Hey, we just got this call on Bobby's phone. Like, that's pretty weird that some young girl would be calling. Like, she probably needs help." Uh, Sam wants to go help her out. Dean, on the other hand, wants to uh, keep trying to find Frank, uh, Frank Devereaux from a few episodes ago, who helped them kind of go undercover to hide from the leviathans uh it looks like they have hired him out to do some digging on the information that uh, bobby left with them those numbers uh but it's been a few weeks and they haven't heard from frank so dean's pretty uh pretty anxious to figure out what's going on frank went on a on a on a coding trip and he hasn't been back on a few days <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh dean's i, I get dean's single-mindedness here about these numbers uh you know bobby brought himself back to life and then immediately yeah. died after giving them this information so hopefully it could mean something uh i but at the same time you know being mad at sam for wanting to kind of go do their job to go inspect this right. and for being mad at sam for kind of beginning to take some responsibility for bobby's uh role in the hunter community so to speak mm-hmm. like being that mm-hmm. kind of like answering the phone when somebody calls trying to find a hunter like you can kind of see sam being a good fit for that um and it's i just don't i don't like that dean's so so mad at him at all the time he's just yelling at at sam constantly in this he like i've complained like a million times about how it just makes it seem like dean never likes sam whatsoever here it definitely doesn't seem like he hates him but he's like he's definitely being a bit more of a dick than he than he needs to be um but thankfully they don't get in a fight it's just like there is somewhat of an understanding between them there is a lot of pain there and there's a lot of irritability there um but sam is like okay dude i'm gonna go and find this girl because i just need to work i just need to do something because i can't i can't find frank right now i don't know what these numbers mean i'm just gonna go do a thing see if this person needs our help and uh he he heads off to do that and in between this uh as, mm-hmm. because they were both drinking dean has gone and grabbed a, a beer he grabbed a fresh one uh he's cracking open a cold one with with the, with the, with the boy and right. uh in between this conversation all of the beer inside disappears and dean's like what the hell i know i didn't drink this and sam says well you, you probably just drank it like you probably didn't even know what you were doing uh which a is accurate <laughs> like mm-hmm. i 100 believe that dean like just forgot that he drank a beer but also kind of weird because otherwise like why like why would they show that on the on the on the show? So, right, yeah, it is a weird little detail, and honestly, I don't think it comes up again. I think that's it, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. So Sam goes off by himself. He goes to what looks like an apartment building. Uh, he just he, he just used this telephone number that this chick called him from, and like came up with an address and then knocked on the door. Yeah, yeah, it's he's one. Of, it's one of the most ridiculous things in my life that I've ever heard of in my life. 
I wonder if he like went through Bobby's address book and like linked the number up or something. I don't know. It's he's a freak. Guy's a freak. Also, uh, just just as a warning to the listeners, I I thought this chick's name was um, Cassie throughout the entire time. No, I was I was making Chrissy. this, but it's Chrissy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if I call her Cassie by mistake, it's because I have it written down as Cassie forty five thousand times in my notes. Interesting. So, my bad. Um. So yeah, Sam knocks on the door. And we don't get to see who who answers it right away. It's like clearly it's a young girl, this girl Chrissy. But I like this shot a lot as it's like f- from behind her with the perspective focused on Sam through like through a crack in the door. And it's just a, it's an interesting way to set up this shot uh, of this person who's on guard looking out at this giant man who like who the hell are you? It creates a sense of kind of like uh, not unease because like as the viewer I'm in no way shape or form like afraid of Sam, but it does sort of set up the relationship that this girl might have with anybody knocking on this door at this point yeah you're not you're not um a monster who identifies as female so you have nothing to worry about from from sam winchester you were you were right. perfectly All safe right. when sam knocks on the door All right uh if um, this is a, if this is a baby vampire she, she needs to watch the fuck out yeah though. <laughs> she needs to be real careful uh she lets him in she's like i'm gonna call the police i got him on speed dial so like you better not be weird uh but yeah she lets him in uh her dad's been on a hunting trip and hasn't been home in a few days and um she doesn't she doesn't know she's like oh are you in sales too or she acts like she doesn't know uh sam is just like yep uh do you mind going and making me some coffee so i can snoop around pretty seriously in your dad's office which is exactly what he does uh yep he finds her er, her dad's uh hunter closet aka his serial killer wall with all sorts of info tracking down uh some some monsters and some deaths uh and like just with that like he gathers like the info he needs is he updates his quest tracker and then he uh he heads off to find her dad and promises to check in. And she's like, hey, dude, um, yeah, my dad said that he was going to check in and you're just a stranger. Like, well, why? Why would I believe that you're going to, like, come and check on me again? Like, what the hell? She, he also uh, gives but, him uh, gives her uh, Dean's phone number, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, so now she's on, like, person three of this hunter chain to go down on. Right, I, I, right. Feel, I feel I do have a lot of sympathy for this girl who's been basically, you know, caring for right. herself if, for five days. If not her dad, then Bobby. If not Bobby, then Sam. If not Sam, then Dean. And she yep. doesn't know any of these uh, strange adult men. It doesn't matter if they're hunks. <laughs> can can there just be? Can 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 your dad just give me the phone number? Give you the phone number of a fucking social worker? Why does it have to be Bobby yeah. Singer? <laughs> just just yeah. go just go find out. Do you have a cousin? Can you go hang out yeah, with Bobby a cousin? Singer, who by reputation is just a crazy old drunk. <laughs> <laughs> So Dean arrives over at Frank's house uh, to find the whole place cleaned out. Like all of the banks of computers and weird shit that were in there are now gone. Yeah, and, and he shows up in like in an Impala clone, but it's not an Impala. Like, where does he find all these classic muscle cars? I don't know. Doesn't matter. The yeah. only the only <laughs> the only thing that I like about the, the the classic muscle cars on display in the season is number one, I like muscle cars. They're like dope to, to be same, able to I see mean, this. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> but number two, like they've got to be easy to hotwire, right? So he's just probably like it, it's probably oh, way true, easier true. to to steal a you know. I don't know a Dodge Dart than it is a 2018 Camry, just because of the you yeah. know the way that you start right. those cars. Uh, as he's kind of looking around trying to figure out where Frank is, Frank gets the drop on him, and Frank is carrying the scariest looking automatic shotgun I've seen in a, in a TV show in quite some time. Like this thing looks like it's yeah. out of fucking Wolfenstein or some shit. <laughs> like he's ready to some murder some shit. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, he thinks that Dean could be a Leviathan. Uh, he's like, they've gotten everybody. They've gotten Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know why he calls her out for being a Leviathan, but he does. I mean, have you, have you, have you seen Gwyneth Paltrow's blog? (laughs) I guess guess she's a Leviathan. She could be a Leviathan. Uh, uh, but Dean is like, okay, all right, be, please be cool. Don't shoot me. Uh, I'm going to cut myself because 
the Leviathans bleed black blood, and I'm not gonna. So he does, you know, the dramatic uh, slice across the arm. He bleeds regular red. <laughs> he blood. has to stop um, Frank from shooting him after he makes the suggestion. <laughs> Frank's like, "I'll just yeah. shoot your foot." And he's like, "No, no, no, no! Wait, let's just yeah. let's just put the guns down for a while, okay?" <laughs> and then he says, "Fair is fair, douchebag. You got to cut yourself." Um, and I like that Frank being the person that he is, just like does like a little like nick on his hand. Yeah, he's like, "All right." There you go. Like I'm like, why isn't everybody like that? Uh, yeah. Why did why did neither like, of the Leviathans? Dean is openly bleeding under his shirt right now. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't he even takes, like the whole vein. He didn't even like clean it. He didn't like put some water on it. No, no, you sporing. No, just, ro- just rolled his sleeve back down, and then he just wiped the blade off on his flannel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Just get some denim on that wound. It'll it'll hold. So uh, Frank takes him to his little like uh, RV uh, hideaway. So he's got this RV that's full of like uh, equipment, and um, he thinks that he's being followed by big mouths and or leviathans. I don't really like the term big mouths, but he uses it a lot in this scene. Uh, ever since he started doing what uh, he thought was just a, a favor for Dean. And, you know, for Dick trying to find out some information and he's dug up all the stuff on Dick Roman, like everything has gone kind of screwy for him. He thinks he's being followed. He thinks he's under surveillance. Um, it's and then Dean reminds him like, hey, dude, this isn't a favor. We paid you 15 grand to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time we've ever heard about them having any amount of money. Yeah. How uh, did you get 15 grand? Did you just hustle? How, how much pool did <laughs> you hustle? Did you hustle? Uh, he also gives this speech, Frank does, about, um, you th- and, 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 you, if you wrote this down, please tell me, and I'll, I'll, but I, I wrote like part of it down, where he says, uh, you think it's easy to see this deep into what's real and also be bipolar with delusions? There's no yeah, pill for yeah. that. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's having a bad time, Chris. Frank is having a really bad time. <laughs> I think he's doing his best, <laughs> despite it all. Um, but yeah, they, they have that kind of... Um, an interesting back and forth these two uh and then and then frank comes around he's like yeah well um your friend was dying from a uh bullet to the head uh and his brain was failing and shutting down so maybe he left a number out so i created this uh you know statistical whatever program <laughs> i to have so many issues with this <laughs> see if i can find this additional number through probability and i got a match it's coordinates first of all of fucking course it's coordinates of course it is like there was never <laughs> what any else, question. What, whatever else is it um also second of all what wh- the fuck why did you build an algorithm when it's just it's just 10 numbers it can be zero it's one two ten. three four five yeah. six seven eight or nine <laughs> like those are yeah, your choices at, at the beginning or at the end <laughs> you don't need i mean I like i feel like he got a good sequence in the middle there you could probably just do that with Excel. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just, oh, 100%. just like A2 equals plus one, right? Like equals A2 yeah. plus one. And then just keep copying and pasting that shit down the chain. And then there, you got it. You're done. You could do it with one piece of notebook paper. <laughs> but he created an algorithm to do it. But he created an algorithm. I want to mention something too, that right before this, uh, Frank was kind of starting to tell a story, like reminisce about Bobby and, and Dean just 100% shut that dude down. Right. If like, I'm not going to yeah, do this. Yeah. Like what I just, I remember one time with Bobby game, like, Dean is obviously very angry and that's going to be his whole thing is this is a big revenge thing, but he is not dealing with his grief. He's not processing any grief whatsoever. Oh, wow. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> Who knew? Is this also Dean, where we, Dean is we, emotionally unhealthy. Wow. Is this also where we hear about, um, no, we must hear about his, about Frank's origin story later, right? That doesn't yeah, happen here. Later. Okay. Okay. So now we go back to um, Sam who is, uh, looking at one of oh, these. They, they f- he gets some info first. They figure out Dick bought this field. Oh, that's what it is in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got lost. And 
it looks like they're probably trying to like set some shit up there and that they need to go and uh, set up some surveillance. They being Dean and Frank need to go check this area out, set some cameras up, see what they can learn from this. Then it's back to Sam looking at a corpse. This we got this uh, mortician cracking jokes about vampire attacks. Man, you know that Sam Dean is like that's the least funny thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know Dean would have loved this stuff. Dean would have yeah, loved this guy. Right they would have traded phone numbers at the end of this conversation. This dude's <laughs> making a bunch of vampire jokes. Uh, really good stuff. And uh, they check in with one another after this. Sam and Dean kind of are like kind of fill each other in, and he, Dean's like, "Yeah, I've got this lead with with Frank," and Sam's like, "Well, I've got this little girl that obviously needs our help." <laughs> But you can go right off with the crazy guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then we get this great scene of Dean and Frank dressed up as like cable guys. Uh, and Dean is forced to go up into the little uh, crane on top of the, the, the cable truck. Uh, just to like pretend he's messing with some wires to like be undercover. And we get this whole extended scene of him like going up there, like hooking himself in. He's got the harness and he's he's getting ready to just do whatever. And then Frank's like, all right, come back down. They got cameras here already. <laughs> I uh did you ever did you have any of the uh I don't know if this was a local thing or not but did you see any of the videos like the safety videos of like don't play around power lines or no it was don't monkey around power lines and it was I don't show think we had those but it, there was always like you know warnings and shit yeah it was it was a show a video of a guy like doing this right but by the time he got up into the wires the guy would just turn into a monkey that was dressed like the guy and uh, the, and then the monkey would like like start reaching for a wire and the screen would just fade to black and it'd be like don't monkey around with power lines like <laughs> I'm ass- I'm assuming that no pow- no monkeys were killed in the making of this product project or whatever, but uh, yeah, this is exactly what this is. And I'll, I'll try. To, I'll see if I can find some on YouTube because it was literally just people going like up and down and left and right, like not knowing what the fuck they're doing. So weird. Um, but after uh, so after the, tr- the Dean turns into a monkey, and then they realize that yeah, since there's these other cameras, they're not going to set their own cameras up. They're just Frank is going to hack into the ones that are already there because of course Dick Roman just has these hackable cameras everywhere. Of course he does. I like, you know, this this stuff is obviously trying to be, uh, like, they're trying to, like, not replace Bobby, but, like, give you a different Bobby or whatever. And, uh, man, I just, Frank is fine. Frank, it, it, but it just some of the, the weird computery stuff is, it, it's a little eye-rolly to me. And, it, and that's, not, that's not just Supernatural. That's every TV show that has ever used a computer ever. Like, nobody gets it right. So, right. I don't know why I keep complaining about it. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, Sam figures out that he's looking for a Vitala. Yeah, he's uh, digging around in Dad's diary, uh, and he finds some some notes on a Vitala. Uh, the diary says that a Vitala is a ghost-like being from Hindu mythology, and um, obviously, by I mean John's online diary, not the one that Sam was actually holding. Uh, the Vitala are defined as spirits inhabiting cadavers and charnel grounds. These corpses may be used as vehicles for movement as they no longer decay while so inhabited. But a Vitala may also leave the body at will. This is not how Vitalas operate in Supernatural. They're basically just like vampires that instead of just drinking the blood of, they sort of bite into uh, and, and feed off of, they feed off the blood, but they also poison their victim and they kind of keep them alive for a longer time to slowly feed on them yeah it's uh i I like the idea of them like continually like ruining the food that they eat (laughs) like because all they do like we're gonna find out later all they do is like bring people back to you know uh, an abandoned wet pipe factory and then just right it, yeah, like, I mean, they just sit them in there. on their necks. Like, you could probably chop all these dudes up, or, you know, there's probably better ways to feed, is what I'm saying, Vitalis, but yeah, c- yeah. anyway, we'll get to all that later. But, 
basically what this means and what Sam discovers here is, and this is, again, this is him calling Dean and just leaving him a message. Uh, I think at this point, we see that Dean is asleep. I think he went back with Frank and fell asleep. I don't know. He's asleep at some point. Yeah, he misses Sam's call. Frank basically just tells him, like, hey, you, you're no good for me if you're just half dead. Like, how many days have you been Have you been awake? And then Dean is in the middle of protesting this, and then he falls asleep in the chair. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he misses Sam's call uh, where he's saying all this, and he's saying, like, yeah, they, it, they drain their victim slowly. So I think there's a good chance that this girl's dad could still be alive if he was nabbed. Because uh, it's only been a couple days. So uh, I'm going to go, you know, ask around, do some hunting. Yep. Do some punter stuff. So he interviews the waitress from the cold open and uh, she tells him mm-hmm. like, Oh, go look at, go. You need to go follow that sex worker. Like something weird is up with her. So she goes, he goes up to the sex worker. Whose name is Sally. Um, and says, you know, Hey Sally, what's going on around here? And she's like, it's not safe to talk here. So she, he follows her around the corner where of course they both get the drop on him. Bite just like the shit out of his neck. Like yeah, I was like, Oh not, my God. It's not just the waitress who is a, uh, the Vitala. It's, it's also, also the sex worker. The sex they've got a tag yeah. team operation going on here, which I really enjoy. Like what a great little twist. I had kind of forgotten about this yeah. until, uh, yeah, me too. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, we go back to Dean who, uh, wakes up and, talks to frank and frank has identified like this woman that's been working for dick roman and figured out that they're surveying like they're going to build something on this property yeah. uh and then we have this like exchange between dean and frank uh that's that's fairly powerful and uh yeah, like, dean like almost opens up <laughs> dean kind of opens up here uh and it's 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 in a really interesting way although he still is closed off in so many ways so they're they're going back and forth do you have any of this written down by the way before i start getting into this or do you have like a general uh, no okay. i don't think so uh i only asked that because I, I didn't really write the conversation down so i don't quite remember how they get into it but basically they start yelling at each other and frank just ends up telling him like hey you know what here's some advice just quit and dean yeah, says yeah, yeah, yeah. And dean says immediately like i can't leave i can't leave my how does he phrase it uh i can't abandon my brother he says like he would, that like, I, and i just right he uh i something along the lines of like you know he's never gonna quit he would sooner abandon his brother or that would be the same as abandoning abandoning his brother um i didn't even catch the line i was like very very into the scene i didn't take like specific <laughs> notes on it um uh, but basically he, he's not gonna quit yeah this line specifically though of saying you know i don't want to abandon my brother like that like homie like sam is fine he's a grown-ass man yeah. <laughs> what do you he can make his own decisions like if you if you feel like that's the only thing keeping you in the life then you probably aren't in the life for the right reasons <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh and frankie even comes back with that he's like you know if you're gonna do this then be a fucking professional about it like quit moping around like uh he he gives the story about how you know he was 26 years old he came home and his wife and his kids were killed they had been killed by some monster uh and but he's a professional and if he's going to do this job he has to put on a fake smile every day and and fake it till you make it kind of becomes the mantra here yeah and it's dean is obviously blown away in a way that it, i'm kind of surprised about because you, the you, one the one part i wrote down was just do it right with a smile or don't do it yeah uh, I'm I'm surprised that Dean feels any kind of shock that you know. Obviously, this dude would have a backstory. Like <laughs> every person you've ever met in your life has a backstory because you were a fictional character. So like you shouldn't be surprised at this by now. <laughs> like and you know I know Frank is not necessarily a hunter. Like you said, he his his family was killed by monsters. I don't think it's actually said. Like I think he's no yeah. So yeah. it could be just the government did it, but uh, but he has that kind of tragedy that drives these hunters most often. So. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and this is when Dean gets Sam's message and it instantly knows like something is wrong. Uh, and that's when Cassie calls him and is like, oh, hey, you're you're like my fourth dude. Can you, do you think you can fix this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going real, real far down the line here. Um, yeah, but she says she hasn't heard from Sam. So now, now Dean's got to kick into action. Uh, then we cut to Sam, who wakes up, obviously tied to a chair. Typical. Uh, he sees Chrissy's dad. I don't even know if I ever caught his name, but he sees her, uh, him there. He's his still last name is, is Chambers. If we just need a name to, to Chambers. Him. Okay, so Chambers is uh, Mister Chambers. He's uh, he's still tied up as well. He's uh, he's pretty drained himself. Thing here is, the, uh, Sam stays in this chair for quite a long time. I thought that he was supposed to be pretty good at getting out of these situations. I thought that was kind of his thing. Was like getting out of bondage you but, didn't uh, i mean I not. They, they they make a point to show him strain against his 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 restraints once and he's not able to break them so he just immediately assumed that these are the most powerful restraints that he's ever encountered before yeah, <laughs> that yeah. these he two hasn't been, uh, these two vitala have, have, have just yeah. completely neutralized him he hasn't been doing um uh what is it pull-ups uh, <laughs> no at pull-ups. every motel they stop at so he's not <laughs> as strong as he used to be <laughs> I mean, the Vitalis should really teach the demons how to tie a knot. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, so yeah, Dean starts kind of tracing, retracing Sam's steps. He ends back up at Chrissy's house, uh, asking the same questions like, "Oh, can I go check your dad's office?" He goes, finds the hunter wall, but all the shit is gone. All the, the serial killer wall that, that Sam found the first time isn't there anymore. And that's when we get the reveal that Chrissy just pretends to not know what's going on. She knows her dad's a hunter. She knows what's going on. She knows he's in trouble. Uh, and she's not going to take no for an answer here, and she wants to go along with Dean, who is obviously, like, absolutely 100% no, but she's like, oh, yeah, well, that's too bad, because I'm the only person who knows all the information about where this case is, so you're gonna have to take me with you. I, uh, I normally do not like, kind of, uh, pipsqueak kids, you know, mm-hmm. going beyond their means or whatever. I know this is, this is a thing with hunters, uh, and, uh, and especially Hunter's kids and all of that stuff, but this works for me for some reason. Like this kind of bossy, brashy. She mm-hmm. she says she that, pulls a gun on Dean. She does pull a gun on Dean. He just slaps it away from her, which but. is which is really great. Uh, she also tells him that she was willing to pretend to to go along with all this stuff when Sam was here because he seemed competent, <laughs> whereas <laughs> Dean doesn't, which yeah. I think is just really really funny. Uh, also, like given this opportunity of seeing how Sam does this hunt alone and how Dean is kind of obviously he's for time he's rushing through it but you know sam's bedside manner and all of this stuff just being so soft and friendly and nice and kind of you know hey you know i'm sam winchester like and dean's yeah. being like look i don't have time to sugarcoat this for you where's the serial killer wall that your dad hides from you <laughs> <laughs> i like I, I just i'm surprised that i like this so much yeah it works it's uh it's surprising but they they got it right this time around so on the drive to uh, wherever the Vitala nest or whatever, or they're they're, they're driving to the the truck stop. Uh, she's starting to kind of question him a little bit, and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm a fun guy. Actually, I'm pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he calls himself an awesome guy. But you know, right now I don't have the time for any of this stuff, <laughs> which is yeah. which is really funny. And then uh, he explains the twist to her, which is that uh, Sam was going off the same information that his dad had because his dad found a uh, Vitala a solo Vitala and uh, was able to kill it. So does not know that it hunts in pairs. It wasn't until years later when Sam went to Stanford, excuse me, Smanford. I can't believe I made that mistake. Uh, when Sam went to Smanford where Dean was hunting one solo and then found, uh, found out that they hunt in pairs. 
And uh, so, like, at first, she's just kind of distressed. She's like, you're not going to share that with the class? Like, that seems like something you should have probably told Bobby, <laughs> which is yeah, 100% yeah. true. I uh, guess it's just something, I mean, at the time, Dean didn't have Dad's diary, it's, and he didn't seem like he really kept his own. He just sort of rolled with the punches. I really want to know what Dean was up to during Sam's college years. Maybe you know, he was really young. Maybe John, the- it seems like he wasn't with John for a lot of that. Like John had finally started to let him go off, which seems weird because he was so pissed about Sam going off on his own. Why would he let John or why would he let Dean go off on his own? Uh, I guess he just trusted Dean. I don't know. I know. I guess at that point, John had probably become so obsessed with looking for yellow eyes. It finally uh, picked up the trail to the point where he was like, I need to keep Dean at a distance while I look into this dangerous shit. Uh, oh, just the sim- simple times. Maybe there's really. a uh, maybe there's a whole comic book series that we can read. Maybe there's a whole comic that. book about how. Oh god! Um, and the monkey's paw, <laughs> one finger yes, curls on yes, the monkey's paw. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, he uh, he knows that they hunt in pairs, so uh, they need to uh, they need to move fast and, and figure out what's going on. She's also very surprised. She's like, "I thought your dad was a hunter. What do you mean that he went to Smamford?" And she's he's like, "Well, you know, he just he he just left." And she's like, you can do that? And he's like, yeah, you know, you could do that too. And this chick is not having yeah. it. She's like, no, 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 no. I need to stay here and watch your dumb ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, cut back to Sam and uh, her dad. And uh, he he's so good at getting out of binds, but he's, he's still there. Uh, they the, the Vitalis come in, or one of them does. Uh, she goes to feed on Chrissy's dad. And this is when Sam starts just talking a whole load of shit taunting her being like oh yeah you know i killed one like you before blah 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 going off uh and so she bites him instead because sam knows that you know after uh they've been fed on you know three four times that's pretty much it and sam's only been fed on once this guy's been fed on like two or three times already uh so it's it's just better if uh if he takes another bite rather than this guy it's a it's a it's a simple but noble move i guess yeah it's it's I, I I like this because you know once again Sam is is just Sam is just a, a really good hunter right like he just he's just really good mm-hmm. at this and his whole goal from the beginning was to get this dude to get this chick's dad back to her alive and so the moment that he's he sees this about to happen he he just steps in and sacrifices himself which we all know Sam Winchester we know all know the Winchesters love to sacrifice themselves self absolutely yeah. uh, we go back to Dean and Cassie. Cassie, Chrissy, who are on a uh, see, I told you, who are on a kind of a. I think it's because you were thinking about Castiel. That's what it was. But it must exactly be what it is. Uh, they're on the kind of a stakeout, and uh, Dean is trying to give her hunter advice, like trying to teach her the ways of the hunter, and she's just not yeah, having any stuff. of this shit. Uh, she's just she's so over. And he's done. like, "Have you heard of salt? Have you tried? Do you know about the salt thing?" She's like, "Uh." You, you know, we we invented <laughs> okay. the, sh- oh, okay. the, the 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 salt shell, right? You know, that was me. That was me. I did that. She's like, "No, you. Did. That's not <laughs> your dad. Your dad told you he made it up. That's not." <laughs> There is no way, especially if you look at the comic books when John Winchester, like three days into being a hunter, went to Ellen's bar. This is zero percent chance that he came up with the rock salt shotgun. There is no. If we take that as canon, he may have come up with it on his own, but he wasn't the first to come up with it. Uh, but yeah, so Dean's like, so you like, uh, like you know about ghosts and stuff? She's like, yeah, uh, I've heard of ghosts. That's uh, the thing. He's like, oh, okay, okay. What about like, like Stumper? He's like, uh, what about um. Uh, werewolves. You ever had? You ever uh, had a new brother had sex with one of those before? <laughs> She's like, I don't have a brother, and ooh, <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> even that guy I met earlier. What the fuck? We uh, we watch them. So they're watching this the the waitress 
get into a truck and then just drive this truck off. Uh, Chris, I have no idea what the context for the scene is. They show the sex worker chick like walk off with the trucker. Oh yeah, so she goes into the back of the this truck. The sex worker goes into the back of the truck with a, with a dude, and oh. then suddenly the waitress comes out and gets in the front of the truck and drives off with it. So she's like, like, hey, that's uh, whoa. <laughs> because You're not supposed to do that because chrissy is like why should get into the front of the truck and he's like and dean says something smart like i'm not going to explain r-rated things to you like that's not going to happen and she's like no no she's driving off and he's like wow good catch and i'm like dean there's an 18 wheeler leaving with the with, with yeah. the vic with, with who you think that the the vitales are like what what <laughs> why could you figure that one out yourself he was he was too busy trying to like one upper <laughs> yeah <facts. laughs> trying to school a 14 year old do your job yeah <laughs> she's like i listen to lore okay i know all about this. i know all about this so uh they follow the truck and of course dean's not gonna let this little girl go go inside with him so he uh handcuffs her to the to the uh steering wheel and then steering takes- wheel. under the guise of a fist pump she calls him a dweeb i thought they were having a moment but then yep. he just handcuffs her to it yep, no, no, uh, and he's it like yo trick. i know you're acting tough but i can tell that you're scared of shit because you know i was scared to shit when i was in your position i didn't know what i was doing so I can't risk bringing you in there with me. So, uh, also, give me your fucking lockpick because I know you have one. Yeah, and uh, I, <laughs> I just I like this a lot. By the way, yeah. I'm not willing to bring this child in inside the room, so I'm just going to handcuff her so she can't leave. Like there could just be normal predators around, like normal human right. predators around. And she's in big trouble. Yeah, um, or there could be I don't know a police officer could walk by. Like this seems like the dumbest yeah, place to leave. Look. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Um, uh, but Dean runs in and he like he, or he kind of sneaks in, but then he just immediately starts fighting, and it almost seems like he's just one hundred percent gonna handle the situation. Yeah, he walks in immediately, like sees this giant pole and just knocks one of the, knocks the sex worker chick out, knocks Sally out, just just completely demolishes her. Uh, and then the, he she, he starts fighting with the the other one, the waitress. When Cassie, excuse me, when Chrissy runs in and just completely gets captured. Yeah, like um. <laughs> I don't want to say that she's totally incompetent because, like, you know, she makes up for it in a minute. But, like, it seems like Dean kind of had a handle. But it, I don't, what, who's to say? Who's to say? She gets taken hostage. Dean is forced to drop his weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, we're just going to kill all of them anyway. So who cares? And that's when uh, Chrissy, who has been pretending to be uh, upset and traumatized at being kidnapped, you know, just being held hostage more, excuse me, uh, drops the knife out of her pocket and stabs this chick in the heart and kills it instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, good job. She Chris. cuts Sam loose. And, uh, as the monster, the other monster is running for Dean. Um, I think she turns around just in time to get stabbed in the heart by Sam. And, uh, it's, it's kind of like, it's not quite a double brother knife throw, but it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's, it's a double brother move plus assist from Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we need to change our classification a little bit. We've got the double brother bluff. Which is that like the fake out thing where you think you're following one Winchester, but actually the other Winchester is following you. That's one of my favorite things yeah. ever. Then, <laughs> then there's the uh, that in a while. <laughs> it's, it's just great though, right? You love it's it when they get the move. job. It's such a good move. Uh, we've also got like the double brother. Any kind of I'm just going to classify it as double brother knife work, which is any kind yeah. of like yeah. I have a weapon and I'm going to throw you the weapon and like we're going to interact and kill these things in a cool way. And then there's just like a double brother maneuver, which is like Dean looking over somebody's shoulder and they're turning around and get stabbed in the heart by. Sam Winchester. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I love I love any always of these good. double brother <laughs> moves. It's always a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh I thought that the monster effects when they died the first one it's like in slow-mo and it's like kind of weird, but the second one when, when Sam stabs her, I thought it looked kind of cool when they when they died. I thought it was a cool effect. They kind of like flash like a gray 
thing. I don't know. I kind of forget what it looked like now, but I thought it was cool at the time. Well, they they kind of like instantly go like all desiccated looking, right? Like it looks mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. it's it, it's almost the same effect that you get when uh, somebody's age catches up with them and, and like a some weird witch show or something. Uh, so they just age all at once. But it's it, I think it was better than that. Like it was actually pretty solid CGI work. So I was kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, so after this, uh, they go, we're kind of in our postmortem wrap up. So Sam and Dean go Mm -hmm. to the hospital to go visit, uh, chambers. And, uh, what I thought was a really nice gesture turned out to be just, no, we're going to guilt trip you into leaving the lot. They're just there with a bunch of judgment (laughs) is all they're there for. They're just like, Hey, fucking, uh, quit or your kid's going to end up fucked up like us. And we've both died like four times. So they, uh, um, they they, they didn't bring any flowers. (laughs) They didn't bring a balloon. They just came in with just a whole lot of unsolicited advice. Oh, also, uh, Bobby's did. I don't know if anybody brought that up yet. Yeah. I don't know if anybody mentioned that. He's just like, what? Oh, damn. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They just guilt him into quitting. I mean, it is the right thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're just like, okay, you should quit. See you later. They walk out of the hospital. Um, Chrissy follows along. She's got some shit to say to Dean. Nothing for Sam. He's like, yeah, no, I'll, uh, don't worry, guys. I'll uh, go fuck myself uh, over here. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I'm not important here. You know, I came. I was super considerate. Like, tried to save your dad. Like, took a huge bite to the neck for him. But like, yeah, no sweat, Chrissy. Talk to my bro. I'll be in the car, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's I'll be in the car. <laughs> Sam always gets always gets the short shift in these things. Whether it's the hot chick or the fourteen year old girl, uh, it, he's yeah. always getting the short shift. Uh, I like this bonding moment a lot. Uh, she's you know she's kind of she's kind of razzing him a little bit, but also is mm-hmm. you know saying stuff like, "Hey, you know," she calls him an ass hat, but she gives him a fist bumps and says that they're both dweebs. Like it's really cute and mm-hmm. and, and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys, I know you and Jess, and then our friend of the show Patches saw some stuff in here that I didn't see, which she was kind of making like goo goo eyes at, at Dean. I don't think any of that was intentional. I think it's just like, even if it's just a a, a teenager trying to play more mature, like I I just felt like in front of Jensen Ackles, you clearly was like I got big old hard eyes for this man. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm kind of tr- I'm trying to gauge my own reaction. I don't think that they were trying to write that in at all. No, no, like, no, no, no. She's yeah. got a crush on him, and I would too. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I th- and I think that like that is. You know, I think a fourteen-year-old girl could probably easily pretty fall for like he's what twenty-seven or twenty-eight in this. Like, I yeah, think that could easily be know. be the case, and it ha- not have it be creepy unless it was returned, right? No, uh, yeah, and it's not intentional whatsoever. I just like we were all like, "Hey, come on, girl!" <laughs> I just completely like it was weird because we all apparently talked about it or ta- all watched this at the exact same time, and so yeah, like we really did. The patches like- made a tweet, and I was like, "Wait, really?" And then you jumped in, and I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> how did I miss this?" I need. To, I should have gone back to watch it, but I was too busy watching the next episode. So, oh yeah. well. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, you would think that'd be the end of the episode, but then we get one more scene with them. Uh, driving in the car and and i think it's sam who says like it oh so first of all you said like oh why wasn't she on wayward sisters i'm pretty sure she says something to dean about how like yeah uh i think i'm not gonna do this anymore i think i think i'm we're, we're gonna we're gonna get out uh i think that's what's implied uh, i could be totally wrong i could be misremembering that because i didn't write down like the specific quote but it does seem like she's like yeah you know your brother went to college maybe i could do the same thing when she, uh, when like she walks when out dean, and, and greets her greets dean she says it looks like we're not going to be doing this anymore and he's like are you yeah, upset about that she right, goes eh, right. not, not not really so yeah um she had one experience and maybe you know if she's lucky uh she can get out sam and dean could never get out because they had the whole yellow eye situation it was it was a whole thing but you know this is just like random hunter stuff so this guy can can stop being a weirdo and take care of his daughter and uh she can go to college but um 
so yeah, they're in, they're in the car. Sam says, you know, it feels good to actually just kind of like save the people and hunt the things, um, for once. And I, th- does Dean ask him how he's doing? Cause I know that Sam says he's okay. Um, but yeah, he, he just says he's okay. And, and, you know, he just wants to work. He just wants to do some jobs, whether that's pursuing the Leviathan thing or just doing what they just did. Simple hunts, some solid work that can make somebody else's life better because that's at the end of the day, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what hunting is. It's fighting evil. That's kind of the, the, I don't know, the flag that, that the Winchesters fly. It's not necessarily the goal of every hunter to be a good guy and to help people out. But that like, especially looking at like season one and two, Sam uh, or Sam and Dean, it was all about being good guys. It was all about being heroes and being hunks because they weren't tired out yet and they had to tell themselves something. They had to tell themselves that they were doing good in order to, uh, to keep going. So it seems like they're kind of going back to that. Like they need something right now to motivate them beyond just revenge. At least Sam is, is does. Uh, and this is that hunting is that, uh, and then, he, you know, Sam puts the radio on, he, he leans over to go to sleep. And then we have this really powerful scene with Dean. So, so real quick, before we get into this scene with Dean, like I, I definitely think what you just said is true for Sam. And I definitely think that Dean is saying all of the right things to make mm-hmm, Sam mm-hmm. think that he's in the same situation. But as, at, as this couple of minutes are going to prove, like he's absolutely not in that situation. Like he's, he is just there for, he's just being fueled by revenge. And like, I don't, I don't think at this point that Dean really knows why, like that thing with earlier when he was telling Frank, like I can't quit. Like I would be abandoning my brother. We're like, is that the only reason you're doing this now? Like what, yeah. what, like it's cause I, I bet you Sam would just quit too. Like you don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you guys can just stop sometimes. Like it's okay. I know, you know, like something about the Leviathans, but also you could just tell that to other people and not worry about it <laughs> like that's an option right. for you so right. Maybe, right maybe you would have to live with yourself for a little while after doing that but you know that's that's it's, it is an option like don't just pin it on your brother so even when if sam they quit the leviathan thing at this point do you think they could even quit hunting at all like even oh, if no, they just because no. it's always like one quits when the other's not around but if they both were just like let's quit together let's go like get jobs somewhere like let's just like work at a bar together like make some friends like go catch a game every once in a while like that's also the I other heard, thing like that's also the other thing dude if like dean you know you don't like have to be in, in the same like zip code as your brother at all times right like i've got several sisters true. i haven't talked to one of my sisters in months <laughs> like i have no idea what that chick is up to she's probably fine like i haven't looked at facebook she, i haven't gotten a phone call from her dad so i'm assuming that she's still alive of course if her dad's in winchester maybe i wouldn't actually know but anyway that's true you might not know might, that might just not call the people uh i you know it's it's he just doesn't like they seem to have this uh as somebody described in our discord the other day an erotic codependency on one another yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a joke y'all, yeah. as a joke <laughs> uh or somebody was referencing somebody else saying that as, as seriously and we were all talking on it that's what it was anyway uh they they have this codependency upon each other that or at least dean does with sam i think sam at this point would could probably just move away from Dean and be like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could probably, he could probably even go yeah. and hunt on his actually, own. That's always been a thing within the fandom. And this, it is somewhat justified. Um, or it's true, but the fans, I think dislike Sam because he does have this independent streak. And a lot of people don't like that. He seems to be able to live without Dean, uh, where it seems like Dean would do anything for Sam. And I, and I think Sam would do anything for Dean, but a lot of times it comes off more like he's fine on his own where dean because he's always had the weight of responsibility for taking care of sam kind of doesn't know what to do with himself 
Yeah. And so this is all reflected to the viewer because after Sam goes to sleep, Dean, we have just a full face shot. I said a yeah. full facial of Dean, but that's not what we're talking about right now. That's <laughs> he a says, different... yeah, he says he's fine. He said they should work. Uh, or they, they, yeah, they should keep working because they're professionals. They're, or they're the professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of making you know reference to the fact that Chrissy was just there. Like, you know, let, leave this work to the professionals. But also calling back to the conversation with Frank where he says, like, be a professional. Put a smile on. Fake it till you make it. And that's what Dean does. And you can see this because I, had, I hadn't forgotten, but I didn't understand what was happening in this, when the camera goes directly to Dean's face and he starts like moving his face around in weird ways. Like, I didn't know if he was in some sort of pain. Maybe he was constipated. Maybe, maybe he had just, you know, maybe his beer disappeared again. Maybe his beer disappeared again. I don't, I didn't know what could have happened. And then he starts like, has this, he has this kind of beginning of a smile and then it goes kind of into a grimace. And for a minute, I thought it was going to be him finally breaking down and crying about Bobby. Like I thought that it was going to be those emotions breaking through now that he was as alone as he ever can be, you know, Sam asleep in in, in the car next to him. Uh, but no, he's he's just trying to figure out how to smile, how to fake it through this, and it's some of the best acting that we've seen from Jensen Ackles. Like this, this whole thing of him contorting his face into these various emotions in order to try to fit like this weird mask over himself is is just phenomenal. Like this, this is the reason I think that like when people ask me, you know, do you like Dean or Sam? I always go Dean. It's because I kind of like Jensen better. Like I'm sorry, y'all. Sam, sorry, Sam fans. <laughs> but this, it's this stuff, right? Like, and I know Sam does this as well. But boy, man, when when Jensen turns this on, I get I get chills. Yeah, he he's just really, really trying to force himself to smile. It looks like he's tearing up while he's doing it. Like the emotional weight of trying to put a smile on his face is so difficult that he's almost coming to tears. It's also one of those things where, as you were talking about earlier, where like the the life like this the series started with them trying to be heroes, with them wanting to save the people Hunt thinks. And over the course of the last seven years of Dean's life, he has done some pretty horrible shit and he has been involved in some pretty horrible and difficult decisions. And he's seen so many of his friends die that like this person that he is now is, is not necessarily a good dude. Like it's a, it's a person who tries to do good things or it's a hunter shaped area that tries to do good things, good in person things. (laughs) But, um, it's, but he's not necessarily like a great person, right? Like he's just not, he's done really horrible things and it's, it, him slipping this mask on, I think, is is one of the more powerful moments of the of the series for me. Like this, him trying to like I keep I keep referencing it because it's so goddamn accurate. Him trying to do you know person behavior, him trying to imitate person behavior mm-hmm. that Bobby mm-hmm. chided him on, and that Frank kind of just distilled for him is just fucking great, man. What a capper yeah. to this episode, which is already really good. Like this episode was really good and solid, and then this this thing at the end just mm, I love it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really good. It is really really good. Do you have any final thoughts before we, we, we roll out of here? It feels like in the last two episodes, season seven has just gotten so, so much better. And I'm I, here for it. I agree. And uh, I, I just want to go ahead and tell you that the next couple episodes are also really good <laughs> and continue to be great. I kind of want to keep watching Supernatural, even though that's a ridiculous thing. Uh, yeah. I have to stop myself from doing that. I think I might get burned out if I do that. So I'm going I'm yeah, to force myself to You got to take it easy. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really happy with season seven. This is episode eleven. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is episode eleven. So we're kind of at the midpoint of the series and uh, excuse me, the season, and it's all finally starting to kind of congeal for me. No pun intended. Uh, it's all the Leviathan stuff is still is is kind of 
is still as, as threatening and scary. Uh, them actually having to deal with the aftermath of Bobby's death, I think is really cool. Uh, and deal with the Leviathans and also deal with, you know, the fallout from Bobby's death. It's not related to the, this, this weird stuff that he would probably just go handle, right? Like he probably would just go handle these two Vitalas and not even tell Sam and Dean about them because Sam and Dean are stuck up their own ass so, so much. So like ha- them having to pick up that slack, I think is really interesting. So I'm, I'm all in on season seven still, Chris, I'm, I'm still there. Yeah. Same. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that it is what it is now. Um, it felt I felt like I was being really negative on the season for a lot of it, and I expressed that at the beginning of this episode, so I don't need to do it again. But I'm happy with where we are. Uh, I think you were. I don't think you were ever negative about the season. I think you were. You were tentative about being positive about the season. Like I think once we got into <laughs> it, you, you were you were you were right into it. Yeah, I mean, I love Supernatural. So let's uh, let's wrap this up and thank everybody for listening. So thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you to everyone who's been leaving iTunes reviews. Thank you, especially to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Go pledge a couple of bucks there. It really helps us do more content. We have uh, super secret content that's coming out. I don't, I don't necessarily want to claim what it is just yet. This will probably be, you'll probably be here an official announcement on the Twitter around the time that this is out, but just in case something weird happens, I don't want to Mm -hmm. admit it here. Uh, In the meantime, if you're a patron, you can get exclusive content in the form of us covering the comic books of supernatural. They are, insanity chris can you uh can you hit us with that can you hit us with that john winchester voice can you do that on command i, I don't even know if i can because it's, it's just you have to really like get it's, it's really sort of feel john winchester <laughs> 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 it's kinda, uh, it just comes out sometimes it's a little much but uh, uh I love it. it's a whole fucking thing it's not it is it is the caricature that we have created of john winchester come to life before our eyes it is fascinating it is I'm I'm truly happy that we were able to finally cover those comic books. I am I am very happy as well because it was it was super super fun to to read through. Even if they were like kind of bad, they were still super fun. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, that's it. This has been a lengthy admin section. Thank you everybody for listening <laughs> again. We're gonna get out of here. We'll see you next week with some more supernatural. Bye. Cool. Solid, man. Good work. Yeah, we just, we just rocked that out. Uh, no problem. All right, this episode 70? Oh, my God. I'm telling you, man. I wonder what episode... Have we, have we ever looked up what episode 100 is going to be about? No, I don't know. I don't know that we want to make... like a, This This is the kind of show that probably doesn't really work. It's like a special episode 100 or anything. Unless right, because like it's a, just like about uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Unless, I don't know, if we could get you know one of the boys on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get one of the boys on the podcast, Chris. <laughs> I'm terrified of that. No. Yeah, that would be so scary. <laughs> it would be. Even like all these people who go to like do the meet and greet to get their pictures taken, I'm like, nah, I, I'd, I'd rather not. Uh, oh, no, no. Like, me, it's me too and, much. You and I are going to, like, there's going to be a convention like near you, and I'm going to fly <laughs> up there, and I'm going to pay your way through to, for oh, both of no. us to get a picture of with Sam and Dean dressed up as Sam and Dean. So that, that's going to that happen with awesome. that. That's going to happen with awesome. that. That's. <laughs> I missed my fucking chance earlier. So, uh, Jake posted a, a near figure and said something about it. And I obviously know a lot about figures. So I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's a smaller version of that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I was like, but what do I know? I haven't played near. And now I have uh, 15 notifications. 
uh, people telling me to say near, and I should have tweeted out when I had the chance. Never heard of it because that was going to be my response. <laughs> but now it's too late. It's not too late. I got, do you remember like three weeks ago when I told you that uh, I was going to make one of those supernatural memes with the motorcycle guys? Yeah, or one yeah. of the motorcycle memes with with something supernatural. And I was like, but I feel like it's already ran its course. And here we are, seventeen years later, and people are still making content with that damn thing. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, do you think I should do it? Do you think I should hit him with this tweet right now? Hit, hit him, do it. Please, please, please do. I'm just going to go to the bottom of the thread and just say, near? Question mark? Near? <laughs> what the fuck is near? I'll tell you what. Question mark? Never yeah. heard of it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up this, this local Bones tweet. Let's see if I can find it here. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add it to the show notes. So in two Hold weeks, on, people... I need, to, I need to go higher in the thread. I can't just go to the bottom. It seems rude if I do it at the bottom. Um, all right. Okay, here we go near question mark <laughs> never heard of it oh i love it i love it chris <laughs> i think i'm so fucking funny <laughs> you are you are incredibly funny I everyone's agree. gonna like because everybody's so like nice and genuine and not an asshole that they're gonna be like oh you should check it out it's <laughs> it'll be another 95 tweets <laughs> i do want that 2b play arts figure i want the actually to, to correct myself i don't care about the uh, 2b figure at all i want the little tiny robot yeah, He's, but I don't think I can buy them separately. I think you have. To, I think he comes with the two B. Yeah. All right. Let me try to make sure I upload the correct audio this time. Yep, got it. Okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and um, add this link to the show notes so that people <laughs> can see your 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 tweet burns three weeks later. Yeah. Uh, I think I there's a whole lot of text, and I bet I bet it's all interesting, but I can't do it. Oops, not putting that in. Are we actually calling the episode Ghost Cuck, you think? Yeah, I, I don't care. It's a I'm thing, a, whatever. Totally into it, so. What's up, Chris Mosier? Not much. Just fucking the goddamn monsoon outside. You're really bringing some energy to this podcast. I was in a good mood earlier now. I'm just really cranky. I don't know why. <laughs> what's wrong? What's, it's what's, fine. I'll, what's wrong, baby? Cry? I'll get over it in a minute. No, I'm just... just how I am. I'm just gonna call you Baby Cray from now on. That seems like a pretty good nickname. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you said that in the way of, of somebody who's thinking that is definitely not fine. Please don't do that. But I can't stop you. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. New free games on PS Plus. PlayStation Plus is like, hey, dude, don't you want to download these games? And every time I'm like, no, you fucking coward. I don't. <laughs> What there are good games this month, right? I don't remember. Yeah, what they but were. always games that I've already bought, except for Mad Max, which I actually think I did download. Yeah, I didn't really uh, care for what I played of Mad Max. I only put like an hour into it, but I, I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. You know what else grinds my gears? People asking me dumb questions on Instagram. Hey, where'd you get this thing? I don't know. Amazon dot com. Have you ever heard of it? What? <laughs> 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 hey at least people are engaging with the content my dude that's say that's true that's true i'm just being i'm just being a little bit of a cranky bitch right now i'm telling you come on baby cray calm down it's just the weather you know man i have had a stressful day yeah yeah we had um well, I had to go to uh, a, a relatively new customer that we're trying to convince to like finish out their system, um, and they wanted us to show them how to install these like transmitters on these two meters. Come to find out, like these meters are buried like six feet under the ground. Uh, they filled the 
like they they block the pits off with like these weird garbage bags filled with stones and then put sand in all around them. <laughs> so there's like, there's literally no way to get to these fucking meters. And like, you have to get to the meters to be able to put the transmitter on them. Like you have to be able to like work on them. And uh, like one of them was at least three, four feet deep, like in, in a Jesus. hole in the ground. And it just rained here. Like it just fucking stormed its like ass off. Sam and Dean. I feel like Sam and Dean just pulling it, trying to dig up a, a body, except I'm way, you know, less manly than them. So it takes me a lot longer. We had to, we just, we just stopped. Like we just literally just said, well, okay, we can't do this. So, uh, let's take all these guys out to lunch. <laughs> so we just oh my God. To, and I was sitting in a, a sports bar down here called walk-ons and, uh, we, we go to like me and autumn go to walk-ons in Lafayette. This, this was not in Lafayette, but whatever. Um, walk-ons is a, is a great place to watch a sport if that's what you want to do. Like sure, it's the sure. TV's everywhere, you know, 40 zillion beers on tap or, or whatever. Um, this is a newer walk-ons than the one I'm used to going to. And as such, they had like kind of a, a different layout and a different design. Chris, from where I was sitting, I counted at 23 TVs in my field of view. Oh, that's a, that's a few. That's a handful. It was, TVs. it was and like majority of them are turned to one of two channels. And, uh, there were a couple of times throughout the like hour and a half we were there that, uh, a commercial would happen at the same time. So oh, this, no. all of the TVs would go blank for a split second. And like, you could feel the difference in light. It was like somebody turned <laughs> off the lights. You could feel them charging up. <laughs> it was kind of, dra- it's like, it's like when a ghost is nearby. So it like, it drains the energy from the room. And then you, that's how you, that's how you get cold spots. Yep. That's what was happening with these TVs. They were all turning off for a second and the room was getting ice cold. And then the same commercial was coming on every TV. It was, uh, it's something man it's it was just it was too much like i don't i don't normally complain about tvs and restaurants or anything like i I get if you're trying to go to a fancy restaurant you may not want to like a blaring tv on most of the places that i go to they don't play like tv audio over speakers uh like supernatural yeah they play supernatural tv shows uh but it's i could definitely see like why you wouldn't why wouldn't want to have that i don't particularly care about it it doesn't like distract me or anything but man 23 it was it was it was a little much for me to be honest with you man it sounds like it would be a little bit overwhelming. Um, getting bombarded by uh, the sport on all sides? No, thank you. Yeah, and it wasn't even the sport. It was just the spin. Was like, it, it just, was just like, ESPN? Was like, just people talking talk- about sports? Yeah, it was just talking heads. Honestly, put just like put a gun in my mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we're talking heads for Supernatural, but yeah, yeah. God damn it. It's not the same thing it's not the same thing like number one it's opt-in we're not broadcasting this right you have right, to co- right. you have to come listen to this we're you know you can't just find us on tv i mean you can find us on spotify now this so is that's a pretty choice cool. yeah this is a choice someone made i get a uh, i'm lazy so uh like the the easiest haircutting place for me to go to um is a sport clips which and like uh-huh. their, their whole brand is is basically like where dudes get their hair done or, or whatever right uh, and so you sit down in one of those chairs and they just immediately turn you to face a TV and it's always tuned to ESPN or, you know, the, um, SEC network or, or whatever. And it's just, I'm just like, every time I you sit have to be like, Hey, uh, Hey boss, when you're, uh, when you're cleaning up the, uh, the old neck down here, you mind just slicing a jug, you yeah, know, just take just a jugular up jugs out. Why do I keep coming back here? <laughs> Autumn has told me like the haircuts are very inconsistent. So maybe I should just go <laughs> find an actual chick to cut my hair. But yeah. Go to a, yeah, go to a salon. Like I was going to say, like you say, oh, I'm lazy. So I go to this place. I'm like, I'm even lazier. And that, and I just keep growing my hair out. Just, it's <laughs> yeah. not even a style choice at this point. It's just like, let me go and literally a whole pregnancy, a nine months. 
who did uh, who did who did Allison mistake you for on the timeline? Oh, it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray that Cyrus. picture of Billy Ray Cyrus, which um, is not the first time that somebody has said I saw this picture and thought it was you with the with the incredibly long locks and the. And I the showed beard. that to Jess and I was like, I need a fucking haircut. Man, it's got to be nice getting mistaken for Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, I love my favorite. One of my favorite vines is somebody looking at a series of pictures of Billy Ray Cyrus and just saying, I miss Kurt Cobain so much. I, do you, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus is an interesting uh-huh. dude. Oh, no, wait, I'm thinking of Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks had the pop. Do you remember the Garth Brooks had like that, that alter, that alternate pop persona? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that, uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus had something like that, but he didn't. I'm trying to remember. He just had an achy, breaky heart and he had, oh, God. he was literally, he was on the Disney channel. Because there was Hannah Montana, and he's in it. He's in Hannah Montana. That's weird. He plays Dad Montana. He plays Dad Montana. (laughs) John Montana. Can we just say that? John (laughs) Montana. Somebody please do it. Somebody please do a supercut of a bunch of supernatural bullshit with mixed in. I've never seen an episode of Hannah Montana in my entire life, so I have no idea what's involved in that. But somebody please do that for us. Just so you do know what what Hannah Montana is, it's mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus living in a regular town, living a regular life, but she's also secretly Hannah Montana, a global pop superstar. And the only difference is that she wears a blonde wig when she's Hannah, and she's just looks like her when she's Miley. But but wait, I know who Miley she Cyrus lives a double is. life. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand this. It's in the fiction of the TV show. Miley Cyrus isn't famous. Hannah Montana is famous. This is very complicated. Can we just go, can we just go back to season seven of Supernatural, please? <laughs> <laughs> Which is not complicated it's, in the least. It's less complicated. It's just extremely fucking sad. You want to catch me up in your Sims adventures? Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot to catch up because uh, th- uh, they had a kid. I am surprised because there was a whole lot of. <laughs> a lot I know of it, it was just like it was a straight crazy and then they just like they had a kid and i had to raise the kid and that sucks in the sims and in real life but now it's instead of being like a toddler it's a child so it can take care of itself so they can uh go back to woohooing or whatever uh the, the younger brother who i was sort of using as a servant uh i've decided that he needs to flourish a little bit more and focusing more on his career on his love life uh he has pink hair now, so that's like exciting. He's pink hair and a pink mustache. Is he? Uh, he's going for like like a YouTube personality kind of look. He's going for a YouTube personality kind of look, uh, except like plus a mustache. Because uh, I just thought, like, why do I have everybody like look so boring? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's like spice it up. So everybody's got crazy hair. Um, that could be that could be because I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z. But um, it's. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of mellowed out. There's, I don't have any exciting stories. I'm trying to brainstorm like what I can do to make things interesting again because I I have I have a good thing going on, but The Sims is going to get boring if I'm just having them live their lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm you're there to escape your boring life, not to not to right. recreate not it to in recreate the, on the PS4. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just paying bills and taking had, care of responsibilities. I had that <laughs> feeling when I was playing. Um, have you ever played Papers, Please? No, but I mean, I know what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's like something about that game where like I was playing on the iPad and it's just you get up from work, you get up and go to work and like on your way to work, like, do you want to buy a cup of coffee? If you do, you might not be able to afford heat. And I'm like, this isn't 
you know, I don't know. I'm in a place in my life where I can afford a cup of coffee without having to turn off my heat. And maybe I don't want to pretend to not be that. Maybe I want to pretend to be a guy with a sword. That would be, that <laughs> yeah. would be pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should listen to that. Uh, you should listen to that DBZ podcast unless you hate that dude and then don't because then who cares? I, I've never heard anything they've done before. So which podcast? The uh, everything to Goku? All systems Goku, yeah. All systems uh, Goku, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, I think I've probably said this to you on here before. As much as I like love joking about DBZ and how much as I loved it as a kid, I haven't watched it since then. So um, this has been like super fun because I was ma- I was like a really did I tell you the story? But when I was on vacation, I had to like go and uh, like leave my family and then like go back to the hotel and watch Dragon Ball Z. No, please. Let's, I was let's, like, let's get into this. Eleven years old, maybe. And uh, I was I was watching Dragon Ball Z, and I knew about Super Saiyan stuff because it had been like on, and I was just now like catching up. I watched um, the show when I started watching; it was kind of like towards the end. Then Toonami like reset back at the beginning. So every day after school, I would watch Dragon Ball Z, and um, I knew like the Super Saiyan stuff was coming up soon. I like went on to like Cartoon Network, like AOL keyword Cartoon Network or some shit, and uh, I, I found the schedule for the episodes and i was like okay this is one where goku goes super saver the first time like i gotta see that that's like the big thing you know the big power up and 11 year old chris was like i'm i'm devoted so every day i'd be going back uh from the beach i'd be like swimming around with my friends all day in the in the water and uh like all right mom dad gotta hit gotta hit the uh hit the road and um and, and watch some dbz but finally it was like one day everybody was still out it was like 5 30 it was on at like six o'clock whatever it was i don't remember and I was like, oh, fuck. Today's the day. Today's the day that Goku goes Super Saiyan. And I was like in the ocean. And we're like swimming out and be like, guys, like, I got to head back. And just like grabbing my shit. Fat little chubby Chris <laughs> running back from the beach in his flip flops and his bathing suit. And I like I ran in. I think we we're saying it's at a cottage at the time. I like ran in, had my towel around me because I was literally still dripping from the beach and just stood in front of the TV and watched it happen. And it was like the best shit ever. I was like, I was just so into it. And uh, obviously, I'm not experiencing that same level of excitement now, <laughs> but it is kind of fun to like remember, like, oh yeah, like I thought this was the coolest thing in the world, and I still like it, I guess. So uh, it's been it's been fun. It's uh, it's it's really interesting because number one, your parents must have thought you were a ridiculous child. Like, here we oh, are, have brought uh, this child to the ocean. Yep. And, and now he's going to leave the ocean and to go inside to watch an, an, an animated cartoon that none of us understand what, what is going on in at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've got, oh, man, I used to, it, I used it, to draw pictures of them in my notebooks and then hide them from everybody at school so that nobody aw. would know, even though kids would be like, Hey, do you like that show? And I'd be like, no, I just, uh, I just like drawing them cause they're easy to, they're easy to draw. And people would be like, Oh, okay. Like clearly like other guys wanted to be my friend <laughs> cause they liked it too. But I was too, I was too afraid. I uh, it's really easy to dunk on DBZ. I think, and I and I know I've, mm-hmm. I know I do, I've done my fair share of it on this podcast, right? Like I, you know, but it's it's not necessarily dunking on DBZ so much as it's dunking on you. So I think that's a little different. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dunking on like some just like everybody who likes this. I'm just dunking on Chris right. who likes this, right, baby right. Cray. Um, but I can see why people would be into it. Like I, I think if I had caught it when I was a certain age, I'd be way into it. I was just. Like when I started seeing stuff of it, I was just a little bit older, and I was like, "This is just no, I just don't know i don't i'm not I'm not gonna be this person, no, absolutely not. Have you seen uh Austin Walker's essay on it? No, 
So I, I always feel like anything anything that has to do with race, I don't want it in the podcast because I could mess up. Um, but he was like, yeah, for like, or he wrote a essay about why black people love Dragon Ball Z. And he was like, because when we grew up, like everything was made for the white kids. And this was a, th- a thing that was not made for them. It was f- made for somebody else. It was made for Japanese people. But now, so it was, he, he explains this way better. He's like, it was something that was different for everybody. So like it was it was the other for for the white kids and the black kids. So being able to like cling on to something like that, he's like it meant so much to me and my friends to have something like that, something weird that wasn't specifically targeted towards all the other kids in my school. It was for, like it was for everybody. And I was like, hey, that's cool. I mean, obviously, I didn't experience that because I was the white kid who had everything for himself. But um, I just thought it was a cool perspective. I'm trying to find it now on Twitter. Um... Oh, there it is. Okay. I just didn't realize this was his website. <laughs> I'm going to put this into the show notes for so for everybody to look at because I'm interested in reading that myself. Um your your boy got a little drunk this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh so Saturday, uh Autumn and I went out and then uh we don't we don't usually do this, but like usually if we go out, like we'll come home and like take a nap or whatever. Like we'll have some beers out and then go come home and like take a nap and then wake up and then just chill. Uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we, we just, we, it was one of those days. Um, so w- we came home, uh, there's such a thing as drive through daiquiri stores down here. Mm-hmm. So we, we drove through a daiquiri store and grabbed two large daiquiris <laughs> just so we could hang out at the house and drink daiquiris. Uh, and it just proceeded to continue drinking for most of the night. Uh, we're, we're doing that thing. I don't know if you, if you and Jess do this, but just like, I know for a fact you and Jess do this, like watching YouTube videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like ninety percent uh, of what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except so Autumn and I are just like we've got like the cue thing up and we're just putting like random music videos in there. And we always have like our favorites that we go to, but we had some new shit, so it's always fun. There's a um uh, a live concert from the violent films that is on YouTube from like their heyday, like from the early eighties, that oh. is fucking phenomenal. Like watching those dudes play the music is is really cool. Uh anyway, so because we're not dumb. We knew like, oh, hey, we're going to have to eat something later because like we can't just drink all day and then go to sleep and then wake up and and, and have to get, like, you know, feel like a pile of shit tomorrow. So yeah, you would die. That, yeah, yeah. So would, let's eat something like chug some water and then go to bed and wake up feeling OK. That's something that the kids don't know. They think that they can just like drink and do whatever they want, like because you're going to wake up in the morning, you'll be a little hungover, but then you like go to the gym and it's whatever. Like once you reach a certain age, like if you do that and you don't like eat or you don't have food in your stomach, whatever, you'll, you'll die. You just die. You, you instantly die. Yeah. Hangovers. I don't we don't have hangovers anymore. We have hangarounds like they yeah. don't let it's not like, oh, I feel bad for a couple hours after I wake up. It's like, oh, no, no, I feel bad at four o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm still I am still ill from killing myself last night. Slowly, like one drink at a time. <laughs> Uh, so we had some, uh, we had some meat sauce. We had some bolognese in the freezer. So, uh, we thawed that out because it's real easy, you know, just thawed out, warm it up in the stove, make some pasta and then boom, like delicious meat sauce pasta, which is the perfect <laughs> drunk food. Like, right. Like that's like, right. it's not pizza, but it's, it's really delicious and it's really great. Uh, so we do that and I, I'm going to be real honest, Chris, like we, 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 we drank for a while. So I, I, I maybe don't really remember the end of the evening. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> There's daiquiris got me got me tripping or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, I had some left. I had some food left over, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to eat this tomorrow." And so, like any normal person does, like I go take the plate and I, you know, wrap it up in some tin foil and I put it in the refrigerator, and then I go to bed. That way, it's like you know, fresh tomorrow or whatever. Right. Like I can eat it tomorrow. So uh, the next morning, I wake up and I'm like making coffee or whatever, 
and I look down. Well, the first thing I notice is that there are uh, like crackers on the counter. And I'm like, I'm kind of looking at it. And I'm like, you know, because we didn't really like make a mess in the kitchen or whatever. Like we just put everything back up and like everything was clean. There was just these like empty box of crackers. And I was like, well, that's weird. I don't like, well, I know we ate pasta last night. Like I don't wouldn't surely I didn't just like forget us eating some crackers. And I looked down and like there were crackers on the floor. And I'm like, well, that's really weird. The cat has never done this before. Why, why did, why did the cat bring this box of crackers over here and then knock it off the, off the counter? Uh, and then I opened the refrigerator and I don't know what possessed me in my, in my drunken stupor to do this, Chris, but there were these just whole crackers on top of a plate full of pasta as if I was trying to, because again, I, I mean, I, I, I remember using tinfoil at some point, but apparently right. I, I oh, did not. Did. Yeah. <laughs> as if I was trying to cover the pasta and the meat sauce that's left on this plate with just whole crackers. <laughs> like, like look, oh no, we've run out of tinfoil. <laughs> what's what's use- my next option? <laughs> just crackers. Just plank the whole sleeve of just <laughs> crackers. But they like spread out evenly, like you were just like trying to like cover the surface. To yeah, really, like, like I did a reasonably good job of covering the pasta. Yeah, like it was, uh, it was the whole thing was spread around. And I'm a little bit embarrassed to tell this story because nobody likes nobody likes to hear the, like like a 37 year old dude got so drunk that he uh, you know covered some <laughs> pasta with crackers instead of tinfoil. But oh. apparently that was my day. <laughs> This sounds like it would be some Dean Winchester shit. Like, he'd wake up and be like, Sam, what did you do? And Sam would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I came back. I woke up early and because uh, the dogs woke me up. and I, So, I took the dogs outside. And uh, I was I was thinking I was going to stay up. So, I was going to make some coffee, which is why I opened up the thing. And I saw that. And I, when I saw that, I was very confused. And uh, so, I walk back in. And I get back in the bed with Autumn. And she's like, is everything okay? I was like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I said, just real quick, though, before we go back to sleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> What did we what did we eat with crackers last night? And she's like, What the fuck are you talking about? And I I explained. I was like, Well, you know, there's like a whole thing of crackers on the counter and and I think I like covered some pasta with crackers and put it in the refrigerator. And she says, she said, Jeremy, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, go look. So she gets up. Keep in mind, we like we 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 were on like an all evening drunk and then uh, you know, 5 a.m. is when the dogs got up the next day. So she's she's probably not feeling like super zippy. But she gets right. up, she walks to the other end of the house, and I you know, I hear her close the door to the breezeway, so I know like kind of where she is in the house. And then from like a million miles away, I just hear her just dissolving into laugh, <laughs> screaming laughter at how I had just covered this plate of pasta with yeah. It was not a good situation, Chris, is what I'm it's, saying. It's it's a good story though. Is it? Because cautionary tale. <laughs> I feel like like I, I kind of went back and forth on whether I should tell the story or not because it kind of makes me feel like an alcoholic. But at the same time, like it's not like I do that every night. Like this no, was an you're exception. Just like a high school kid. Yeah, yeah. This was me drinking like seven Zimas and then you know <laughs> doing something dumb. <clears throat> yeah, confessing no, my love to a girl that I like or something. Uh, alcoholics don't do that kind of thing. Alcoholics like they, they get into trouble. You just like you had a little wacky kitchen mishap. I mean, there were so many crackers. <laughs> That's so fun. Like, I just want to know what the thought process was. Yeah. It, it, it's some part of your brain. It made sense. And, and I, like, we store, because we're in, like, a weird, like, temporary kitchen because we're still remodeling the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have a rack, like, one of those, like, chrome racks. Um, it's not, it doesn't have, like, it has shelves, but, like, there's no, like, cabinets or anything. It's just a chrome rack. On one side, like on one thing, are like crackers and chips, and right below that is the is where the tinfoil lives and like the plastic bags and stuff like that. So, and I guess like 
in hindsight, like thinking about it now, they are like a similar shaped box. <laughs> like I they, guess that's true. Because it was like one, it was just like a one sleeve of crackers box. Like it wasn't like the four, the four pack or anything. Yeah. It was just a one sleeve. So, so you grabbed it and then now you're like, why do I have this thing in my hand? And you're like, it has something to do with, with the pasta. So and then you just open them up like a... <laughs> Like it was just it was all half logic all the way there. One plus one equals three, and then here yeah. we are with the with the incredibly embarrassing story from Jeremy Greer. So you're like, all right, time for bed. Time to, to come to go right back to bed. <clears throat> well, goddamn. That, that was a uh, a super a super fun Sunday morning, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of embarrassed about it. It's I mean, it's funny. I think it's funny. I don't think it's that embarrassing. You didn't like like you know piss all over your dog like that'd be embarrassing that would be kind of embarrassing i've never peed on any dogs before just i can go ahead uh, yeah, and commit. i don't i can commit to uh, saying that oh Chris? no i have i've never pit i've never peed on a dog but i did pee on my cat once uh and it was an accident and i wasn't drunk uh he's old it was my old cat rp he just like came into the bathroom he would just used to open the door because he'd be like what's up guys like and subscribe and i'd be like no get out of here kitty i'm peeing and like I was just I was just standing there like just peeing and I'm like stay away from me kitty you don't want any of this business and then he like hopped up on the sink and then he hopped down onto the top of the toilet and I'm like I'm still peeing like this all happened within like you know ten seconds <laughs> and then he just started like sort of like swatting at my pee I was like no no I'm like trying to like rein it in but you know once you start it's hard to stop and then he uh he just like stuck his face in like he wanted to lick it and oh it no just, yeah he made contact and he like freaked out I was like I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wow. Noted, <laughs> like cat, noted cat pisser, baby crying. Noted over cat here. pisser. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, and I just figured, well, I started the job, so I held him down and just pissed all over him. Um, hey, I don't. I, tried, I went I, and toweled him off. I was like, I'm sorry, dude, but you, like, I mean, this is your fault 100%. <laughs> um, there was a video floating down on Twitter today. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to know, trying to remember the, it's R. Kelly. Um. Oh God. Yeah. So Vince Staples. I don't know who Vince Staples is. I'm, I apologize to the youngins of the world. I have no idea who this person is. I'm assuming like they're at Coachella, so I'm assuming that he's a rapper of some kind or or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or maybe a basketball player. I don't. I, I have no idea. Um. I don't really know what Coachella is either. Do they play basketball at Coachella? Uh. No. I know. <laughs> despite the word coach, it is. Uh. I think it's music. Uh. It's well. Then it's a goddamn lie, then, Chris. <laughs> It says coach right in there, but apparently I don't know. Like, and the chick is tr- just begging him to stop talking about R. Kelly, but he's like, "Look, R. Kelly peed on people. R. Kelly was a child molester. <laughs> he didn't go to jail. Why am I worried about going to jail?" <laughs> Hold on, I'm opening this article. Damn it! Sorry. Got it. And she's just begging him. She's like, please don't. This is my first interview at Coachella. Please don't get me fired from Coachella. <laughs> I guess I have to look up what the beef is between Vince Staples and R. Kelly. I don't. I mean, the beef could just be that R. Kelly is a child molester and Vince, and, you know, Vince Staples doesn't like that, which I can 100% get behind. Whoa, yeah, he said R. Kelly never went to jail and he's a fucking child molester, he's a child molester, he's a child molester, but he, and he pees on people, and he can't read and write, and he didn't go to jail. I'm a good person, he said. R. Kelly is a piece of fucking shit. If a piece of fucking shit R. Kelly didn't go to jail for being a child molester and peeing on people and having a human trafficking ring in Atlanta, I'll be alright. I forgot about the can't read and write, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Man, I love oh. other other people's drama, Chris. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in, I'm not <laughs> involved good. in this, so I'm just over here right. sipping on some tea and having a good time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that is fantastic. Let's do uh, let's do this podcast. I'm into it. Cause I gotta eat dinner, man. I'm hungry. Oh, well, you you could never. It doesn't matter. Let's just do the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I like this because you know once again sam is is just a really good hunter like he's just really good at this stuff like he he knows how to his whole goal starting out was to um sorry i thought my dog was about to puke there for a minute like i heard that like weird oh. like stomach noise and yeah. it, and she's yeah. like laying on the bed behind me so i'm like no 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 anyway <laughs> Thank you.